Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are on episode two of our new connected arc. I've forgotten its name. Is it What Alice Found? It's What Alice Found. Okay. That's the name of our Ooh. new connected arc. Uh, so we had a really fun opening, but but a little bit like... Compared to something like Chronomaly or, it didn't or Descent leap of the Colored, straight into it. Yeah, it didn't be like it was a slow this burn. is a haunted house. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it how it evolves. Do people mm. all know where it's going? Do you all have an idea? I think we discussed in a post, the post show what we think it is, but maybe it's not that. Danny hasn't told me. I'm pretty sure I. Danny made hasn't it. told me. Okay. Uh, all right. So sure. every episode we have guests on to play through a audio escape room that uh, Danny has created and they play through and solve all the puzzles and escape. And just to point out for new listeners, because I don't think we made it very clear in our last episode, if you want to play these rooms, they are all freely available. You can check the show notes of this episode or you can go to our website, consumethismedia.com. You can find all the notes that Danny uses and you can run them for your friends or get your friends to run them for you. Every episode we have guests, and this episode we have one returning guest and one not returning guest, but they are both ex-Survivor contestants. We have PG Law and Adam Klein. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us on. I'm kind of a returning contestant because I did, well, PG did what you guys just suggested, which was put on a game for her friends, and so I have done one of your games but just Ooh. not on the podcast. <laughs> and that was uh, Double Double Toad and Trouble, right? Yeah, and I just started licking everything that was available <laughs> uh-huh, to me, uh-huh. and it turned out to be, like, a great thing to do. It's the answer to at least 30% of my puzzles. Yeah, you've <laughs> learned a good life lesson. <laughs> in, uh, in the meantime, when we have guests on, we always ask them the same two questions. PG, obviously, we've asked you these questions before, but if you have a new response, Humorous. You can come up with new things, any new projects you might be doing. Uh, but we'll start with Adam. Uh, Adam, what is your escape room experience? I have done probably a dozen escape rooms, maybe a little more. I don't even think I'd ever done an escape room until maybe like five years ago. And then now. Oh, that's getting in at a pretty normal time. That was when they started. Right. So I've done my fair share, but I wouldn't necessarily call myself a guru just yet. No, go for it. All right, I'm a guru. No. He's a guru. <laughs> we had done fewer than a dozen when we started this podcast. Oh, wow. For sure. That is true. That... And we're the ultimate gurus, right? That, that's yeah. all we are. I've got <laughs> it's on business your cards that just say, Bill Sunderland, escape room guru. Oh, you bother putting <laughs> escape room guru? <laughs> guru. Uh, just guru. Yeah, there you go. Some good old cultural appropriation to start the day. Uh, so, uh, PG, uh, do you have any new interesting escape room stuff going on since you were last on the show? I do, actually. Um, so much stuff. So um, I started writing reviews for um, roomescapeartist.com. So they since the whole like quarantine happened and lockdown, all these virtual rooms came out. And there were too many for um, David and Lisa to cover themselves. So they had a bunch (laughs) of people come on and they called us the hive mind. And so we review all of those. Uh, Since then, I've actually um, been working with them so much on different things that David and I are actually going to be starting uh, an escape room podcast. Yay. Yeah. So that's really exciting. It will be coming out at the end of February. So look out for that. It is called. Fantastic. Perfect timing. Yeah, it's called Reality Escape Podcast. We'll call it like Repod uh, for short, I guess. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I don't know what we're calling it for <laughs> we're short yet. You've coined it now. 
Um, but it's going to be interviews with different designers, not just in the escape room space, but we're looking to explore immersive gaming in general. So there's so many things that are coming out now that are hybrids of like immersive theater and escape rooms mm. or puzzles and gaming or puzzles, hunts or whatever. So um, we'll be exploring that. And then there'll be other more casual talks that will be available on the Patreon. So look out for that coming at the end of February. Fantastic. Uh, Adam, Adam, I'm so, I'm so sorry. It sounds like she's a real guru. She's definitely <laughs> oh, no. a guru. I feel, I feel, I feel so embarrassed. I, we've been talking about, we've been I'm talking about being team, gurus. Though, so it's good. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm a team with a guru. No, no, no. I'm just David's like idiot sidekick who asks the everyman <laughs> questions that are like, huh? Uh, what's indexing? What's that mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm. She's a maven. She's a maven and a guru. Uh, all right, so uh, the, the other question we ask is, this show is escape rooms mixed with tabletop role-playing. So, uh, again, we can start with Adam. Do you have any tabletop role-playing experience? I don't think so. I'm sure I do. I must. I'm sure I do. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever rolled a 20-sided die? Have you ever rolled a 20-sided die? No, no. I've never played D&D, if that's what you're asking. And what what role did you would you say that you played on uh, Survivor Gen X versus Millennials? What role were you playing? Were while you the doing barbarian? That? The the role of uh, champion. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Main that's character. A, main character. Yeah, you were the protagonist of that series. What <laughs> uh, and PG? Have you been playing any games since last we spoke? Uh, I, just the one I played with you, Bill. Well. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, weird we did play, we did play uh, tabletop role play games together. Uh, we played Arium uh, over on the level. Was that on? No, that was on your channel, wasn't it? It was. With, a, uh, yeah, it was on my yeah. channel. And it was great fun. That was played, that was very cool. We played. Um, what was it? Uh, like moving, floating castles, magic castles. Yes, we played. In we were we were people who were working for the gods of textile manufacturing while on floating castles trying to retrieve broken bits of a mirror that was that was lost through time and when those were being recorded i tended to be just you know sitting in the room or the next room doing my own thing just hearing the my occasional side of the conversations quotes that i heard it was fascinating it was a wonderful show. i'm sure that's still about do you do you have that up on a youtube channel somewhere pg oh god no i'll have to go back and see <laughs> Why did you time travel at one stage? Why I still don't time know. travel, given the option. You know what? I think Will is going to put them up on, on his yeah, YouTube. Yeah, he might. I'll, if those are available now, I'll have, have a link to those in the show notes. And if not, I'll link to them when they're available. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Bill, was you were awesome. <laughs> the best character, <laughs> Blan I, Blan Blandish. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Talking about a thing we did that none of you have seen. Uh, or maybe some of you have. All right. Well, we should probably get right into it. Danny, right. are you ready to, to, to whisk everybody away I... and let me take a break? Oh, fine. Uh, I think so. You guys ready? Yes. All right. Let's, let's find out how much you can lick. Yes. Times are stressful right now, but in a good way. For all the right reasons, you... The two of you now being merged into one character. You're getting married this weekend. You, you couldn't be happier, and your fiancé Blake is just as brimming with excitement as you are. You've divided up the pre-wedding checklist, and you're each rushing through your half of the necessary tasks. First item of the day for you, pick up your wedding cake. It's a cool little bakery that you've chosen. It's called The Love Bakery. 
I mean, maybe they could have put more effort into the name, but eh, they, they make the best wedding cakes. They say in all of their ads that they have the most high-tech equipment, which gives them an edge. You don't really know what high-tech bakery equipment is, like, I don't know, a fancier oven than usual. Uh, but either way, you ordered a cake from here, and now it's time to pick it up. You're doing it today to avoid those sneaky day-of delivery charges, because Blake is nothing if not thrifty. You enter through the front door, and as you do, a little electronic doorbell plays the first few notes of Wagner's bridal chorus, you know, classic. You hear the sounds of someone pottering about in the back room, so you patiently wait for them to come out, and in the meantime, you take in your surroundings. Beside the door, which you entered through the south wall, there is one large window facing outside. There is a stand of display cakes sitting proudly in front of that window. Inside, of course. In the centre of the room is a table with a vase displaying a large arrangement of edible flowers. I'd like to put that in my mouth. <laughs> now, hold on. The edible flowers, the vase, or the table? All of it. Understood. We'll get to that. <laughs> Against the left wall, there are two more tables. One with a tray of cake toppers, you know, the little brides and grooms that go on top. And one table has a tray simply labelled sample platter. In the north wall... There is a doorway leading to the back area. But instead of a normal door, it's just got a beaded curtain. And over against the right wall is a tall cabinet. And inside it, you see your wedding cake. Ah. The person you could hear finally comes bustling out from the back room. And to your surprise, it's not the baker you've been chatting with through this whole process. Uh, you didn't know that they even had any other employees here. I'm Haley, the person says, not sounding particularly, you know, enthusiastic. I'm new. Um, what's up? So you explain why you're here, and she nods, but she also frowns. Oh, right, the cabinet cake. Sure. Um, so the cabinet's locked, and I, I don't know what the code for the lock is. I mentioned I'm new, right? But... You need your cake. You need your cake now. You're on kind of a strict deadline. You have many other wedding tasks to take care of today. But Haley shrugs. Eh, the owner probably left me a note or something. I've been finding them, like, everywhere, telling me what my jobs are. I don't really get most of them, you know? But, but at least this place pays well. And with that, she just goes and she parks herself in the corner of the room and takes out her phone. Her eyes go immediately glassy, and she has no intention of helping you any further. Well, this is ridiculous. I mean, you're definitely going to file a complaint about her later. You'll file ten complaints. But for now, you need to get your cake free. Teenagers, huh? Uh... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, she's 48. I'd like to grab her phone and take rip it out of her hands to start. Like, that's so rude. And so I'm going to be rude. <laughs> Have you have you dealt with the young Gen Zers? It is glued. There's it's, it's, it's stuck. There. I can't look at see it. Just you know, maybe her boss texted her some more information. Can I look through her messages? Uh, she she gives a sort of hiss 
and gets back to her game that resembles Bejeweled, but I assume is a newer version of that very old game. All right. Well, if stealing her phone doesn't work, we're definitely going to have to eat a lot of things today. <laughs> uh, when in doubt, I'm just going to start like licking the doorbell. Does that do anything? That doesn't do anything. Uh, you go back to the front door. The door itself, uh, there's nothing too weird about it, um, except that its lock is fancy and electronic, so when you go to lick the doorknob, you get a good look at this fancy thing. It's not locked, so like you don't have to be worried about that. But also, as you stick your head down to lick it, you activate the little motion sensor, so you get another... <laughs> right in your ear. Okay. Let's look at, let's go look at the cabinet, since I guess that's what we're trying to get into. Yeah, yeah. maybe there's no escape room. Maybe you can just open it and leave with your cake. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just open it. We want to open the cabinet. Your cake sits in that cabinet. It's taunting you a little bit. It looks like it's okay in there. The, the day is not too crazy hot, so you don't think it's at an absurd melting risk or anything. But a three-digit lock stands in your way. You examine the rest of the cabinet, and when you run your hand over the high top of it, you feel something. There's a post-it there. You pull it down and read. Haley, it's that time again. Password changes. Don't worry, I'm not too paranoid about this. Just add one to all the passwords, and that'll be good enough. Add one to all passwords, okay. I get that, because they probably made you have to have numbers and letters now for the passwords. And so mm. it's, so, it's if you're going to remember something, it's definitely just going to be a one at the end, you know? Or like an exclamation point if you have to add a special character. Yeah. Uh, can we go over to the window? Absolutely. Let's uh, Let's start by looking out the window. Fair enough. All right, so this window itself, it's made up of several small squares of glass. And you didn't really notice it when you entered, but as you try to look out the window, you realize this glass is kind of filthy. There's a crusty layer of white covering all of these squares, like it's been unintentionally frosted. You, you dare to touch one of them, and the muck is totally caked on. Get, get it? Caked? <laughs> Caked. Yeah. Get uh, it? Frosted. Uh, no. Can you can you explain that? Ah, oh, that's how I respond to jokes <laughs> like that. Ah, <laughs> oh, feeling a connection here. Look, it probably is just some sort of cake making residue that must have settled from the air. So if you wanted to lick it, who knows? I do. You're trying to shine, Adam. <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly what I want to do. I was about All to right. say that. Cool. Eat you it up. give it. A lick, and unfortunately, it's a little more floury than sugary when you do this. And also, it is super dry to the point where it almost feels like it is drying out your saliva. You don't even think if you had a bucket of water. You aren't sure if water would be enough to get rid of this. Okay, PG's going to need to spit on it, and then I will eat it again. I, okay. oh, I'm staying this away kind from that of one. Room. <laughs> Now, this is actually quite frustrating because getting in so close, you realize that at least one of the squares, you swear that you see some color hidden underneath the grime. Mm. Oh, God. So we're going to have to start washing some windows here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they are grimy with color underneath. Should we try to wash them off and see if we can uncover like some kind of color pattern first before we explore? Or do you want to just look at everything yeah. first? Yeah, if we have anything to wash it off with. Yeah, whatever you think. We, we yeah. wash it off. 
Do you have a plan with which to wash it off? Adam rips his shirt off and starts just cleaning it, licking it. And and moving my hands like really fast to try Ah. to wipe it off. (laughs) It's as if this muck has been on the windows for as long as the store has been here. It's just not coming off by any of your human means. I figured. You don't have have dirty windows and a dirty shirt. All right, we got to find something to clean it with. Right. Oh, oh, you were using the shirt to wipe. I thought you were just taking off your shirt oh, for the fun of it sorry. because it, <laughs> because it was such, a, such an effort. <laughs> Didn't want to. Sw- yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fairly clear. <laughs> All right, what about the cakes underneath the window? Uh, yeah, so we've got these display cakes. So I mean, they're all- probably one of those is good enough. Maybe we just take that one and leave. <laughs> They do look like they could be other customers' orders. So this could end up awkward if you randomly steal one. But hey, some of these cakes are relatively normal, like just slabs with a picture or a message on top. But some of them are really novelty sort of cakes. There are seven cakes here. And I'm going to give you a description of all of them. So be ready to write. One of the cakes is shaped like three clocks. The next one is a pink and white wedding cake mm. with two women and the word equal on it. What a rude cake, saying that women are equal to cake. <laughs> <laughs> Just rude. What a terrible, what a terrible message. It's been true for me during quarantine, so I... <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, the next one is a purple and white wedding cake with a face a plus sign, and another face. All right, ready for cake four? Yes. All right, maybe a bit easier. Uh, This one is shaped like a rose and a violet intertwined. The next one is a purple and gold birthday cake with a big 21 in the middle. The sixth cake is shaped like a giant lock with the word code on it. Yeah, I'm probably going to be eating that. <laughs> and the final cake is uh, red. It's just red. That's it. That's its only feature. It's just a red color. Yep. It's just a block of red. The lock cake, is that a particular color? Does it matter? Uh, it's a couple of different colors. You know, they try used a couple of different ones to get the contouring right, but... It doesn't stand out color-wise as much as the ones with pink and purple on them. Okay. Uh, And then the first cake with the three clocks, are there times on the clocks? Presumably there would be, but I have not come up with them, so I guess it doesn't matter. Fair enough. PG, let me know when you're done asking questions so I can start eating cakes. (laughs) Okay, we have recorded everything, so you can eat away if you would like. (laughs) Yeah, I want to do that. You put your hand and or face... A bit closer to the code cake, right? Yeah. All right, as you get closer, you notice, oh man, so much care has gone into this cake and it is going to go out to someone. So you do feel a bit of a guilt twinge. That said, who's going to notice if the corner has a little bit of the frosting taken off? That's right. So you take a tiny, just a tiny little nibble and then you like 
smooth the corner over again so that it can't, no one could possibly tell. And you eat it and it's delicious. But you do not find any secrets hidden within. Darn. <laughs> okay, and now I go one by one down each cake and I take a little bite of every cake. <laughs> you, you basically only get frosting, so you don't really get mu- anything of the insides of them. Okay. Um, that's as much as you can do without completely ruining their structure. <laughs> so all you get is the you know sugar explosion of each of the fondant <laughs> coverings, and that's about it. And okay. yeah, it is equally good on all of them. All right, PG, where do you want to go next? Let's look at the cake toppers. The cake toppers that they have out on this table, at the moment, they are all basically identical to each other. They're little groom figurines. And you aren't 100% sure if these ones are edible or not. Uh, all right, so uh, for everybody at home, you can uh, check. Uh, there's a link below to this image if you want to see it yourself. But uh, Adam, would you like to describe what you're seeing in this picture? We have a lot of uh, very expertly drawn circle faces. Damn right. <laughs> that are smiling and turned either upside down or to the left or to the right or facing forward. And then there's also just some circles that are like the start of faces, but they're just... Oh, yeah, those are just like the holes in the tray. Not all of them have Uh, faces in them. Not all of them are topped. Oh, and they all have bow ties, of course. An important detail that should not be overlooked. Okay, so looking at this, it's... All right, we got to look for something with some kind of directional thing, maybe? Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll come... I don't think there's any... We'll come back to this, right? Yep, yep. See. Still plenty to look at. Can we? Hey, let's let's see if uh, the boss is in the back area, maybe, and then she can just un- get the key and unlock it for us and let us go. Fair enough. All right. So you head towards that beaded curtain door. The beads hang from strings that are suspended from the top of the doorway, and as you pass through, they make a surprisingly musical sound. Like normally, it would just sound like bits of wood clattering against each other, but this sounds like there might be little bells inside these. So it actually, yeah, it sounds quite nice. Deeper than you'd imagine. Uh, Beyond the beads. Kind of like that? (laughs) A little bit, yeah. But you you smush through them all at once, so it's a bit more like... So beyond the beads, you look into the back room. It's not very big. Over to the left is an oven. Over to the right is a freezer. And in front of you, there's just a long metal table, a baking station. No baker, though. Okay, so there's an oven, a table, and a freezer. Mm-hmm. Let's go look at the, the oven. This is an enormous, extremely expensive-looking electric oven. It's impressive. Look at all those knobs and dials. And it's radiating heat, so there must be a cake baking in there right now. You try to peer through the front, but it's too dark to see anything, and you consider opening it, but you know that there are some cakes that are extremely temperature sensitive, so you wouldn't want to wreck it by exposing it to the cool air before it's ready. Hmm. Okay. What about in the freezer? The freezer is a big, solid steel cube with a door at the front that looks like it should swing open. In fact, there's a message written on it in permanent marker. Pull to open. All right. We pull it to open it. The door doesn't budge. Well, that's misleading. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that is misleading. <laughs> yes. All right, push it. Push it. Maybe that's maybe it's reverse. Yeah, maybe it's written from inside the fridge. Oh, no. Inside. Yeah. Right. As a reminder, once you get inside, oh, you better pull to open. Yeah. Uh, no, that doesn't do anything either. All right, let's body slam you've, it. You've never been lied to by a freezer quite this egregiously <laughs> yeah, before. Right? I'm pissed. I did. Well, it did not specify what to pull to open it. <laughs> oh, true. Let's pull all the beads off. You go back to that beaded curtain, and if you actually like pull at them, you notice they pull down slightly, like there's some sort of elastic holding them up into the top of the door frame. And not only that, when you pull down and then release it, each bead thread makes a distinct musical note. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is this what we're supposed to be pulling? Yeah, I think so. Should we pull I think it? we gotta make the doorbell music. Yeah, the wedding sound. So you, it takes you a few tries to match the notes perfectly, but, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and you hear a noise come from the back area. It sounds like the pop of a freezer door opening. Booyah! <laughs> All it's right. all like celebratory music on this show that I don't have. <laughs> Nearly a little fanfare. <laughs> I, I play the fanfare on the beaded curtain. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. We can introduce the episodes that way. Um, this is a nine fanfare episode, Ooh, so that's how many puzzles there'll be for good. you to solve. <laughs> all right, oh, now let's grab Haley and let's throw her in the freezer and uh-huh, uh-huh. leave. <laughs> All right, so just as you turn around and get your arms ready to pick up Haley, <laughs> Getting them all prepped, doing the, doing the uh, Mission Impossible arm <laughs> cocking, getting ready to fight. Uh, she actually is standing up now, and she calls out and says, hey, I've just got to step outside for a sec, taking a phone call. Just, you know, keep doing whatever you're doing. And she leaves, and you now have, you, you are freely alone in the bakery. All right, let's go check out the freezer. You swing the freezer door open the rest of the way, and there is a cake in here. Uh, I mean, you're pretty sure it's a cake. It's a perfect sphere with its shiny fondant coating textured in just the right way to make it resemble a giant orange. Hmm. There's a receipt on its base. Uh, It says that Bert was the one who ordered this cake. It's lavender licorice flavored. Ugh. It cost $180.99, and it was ordered on the 3rd of this month. And when you pick up that receipt, there is another piece of paper stuck to the back of it. It looks like it was here by accident. It's covered in handwritten scrawl, and it seems to be instructions either for the baker or for Haley. You aren't quite sure. There are quite a lot of them, and they seem to be just giving general ways of knowing like which cake is supposed to have what flavor how much certain cakes are supposed to cost all of that sort of information okay okay noted should we just look at the table then is there anything on that table so this long table uh this long metal bench for a baking station it's got built-in cupboards underneath and you look in them and you find some typical equipment you got bowls spatulas measuring cups oven mitts you know your cooking stuff And in another cupboard, there are your standard base ingredients. Flour, sugar, baking powder, and baking soda, because they know the difference. And, you know... (laughs) They do. (laughs) Do you? 
Uh, one's for baking powder and one's for baking soda. Ah, interesting. <laughs> I am educated. Uh, there's a little mini fridge in there, so you got your cold ingredients as well. You don't find anything that looks out of place except in one edge of the bench, there is a tiny little piece of paper with a handwritten note to Haley. It says, Haley, you mixed up the tops of your peas. Swap them back, please. What? The top of your peas? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to eat that letter now. <laughs> I mean, you've gotten all the information from it. I don't see why okay. not. <laughs> all right, should we go back in the main room? Yeah, we still haven't looked at... Uh, let's look at the sampler, the sample platter. Okay, so this is a little weird. This tray says samples, but it's full of little squares, and it doesn't look particularly edible, what's in here. So uh, it's laid out in three rows... There's three squares in the top row, then four in the second row, then three on the bottom row. So three, four, three little squares. And in each square, there's a clear liquid. And beside this tray, there's a bunch of little disposable pipettes and what looks like a mixing palette. If you do try to sniff or lick at any of the liquids, as they are, you get no sensory feedback. Like, it tastes and smells like nothing. You have no idea what it is. Can we can we combine, just try combining a couple of the liquids? Yeah, for sure. Like, you aren't totally sure what you're doing, so you take one of the pipettes and you take just a few drops of some of the liquids and you yeah. mix them together off to the side. And when the drops from one from one square hit another one, they combine instantly and they turn a strange murky colour and give off an unidentifiably odd odour. You figure there must be some really, I don't know, specific way of doing this that a professional might know. Mm. Oh, God. Who can say? I don't know, this feels just like the cauldron puzzle. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay, should we go look at the, the vase and the flowers and then figure out what we need to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you have kept yourself from eating these flowers for this was... long. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, but... I had to, you know, check everything you're getting, out first. You're getting married tomorrow. You're watching your figure. Yeah, I don't want to get bloated. And you know how those flowers are. Um, okay, <laughs> these flowers, well, they, they definitely aren't real flowers because, quite frankly, they're too perfect. There's not a petal out of place on these things. Sorry for the pop filter. <laughs> not a petal out of place. Uh, it's a huge bouquet of, you give it a quick count, there are three dozen things there. They look like lilies. They're standing in a vase on the table. They're all in very different vivid colors. You do a quick count. You get 11 red, 8 blue, 9 pink, 4 white, and 4 purple. And they're all so shiny that you think they've been dipped into molten sugar. Let's eat them! <laughs> yeah, I mean, these ones, they're just for display, so you don't even need to be worried like you did with the cakes in the window. You could you can take a tiny sampling and no one will care. So you break off a single petal of the tastiest-looking flower. Uh, what's your colour preference? Red. 
All right, you take a ni- the nicest looking red one. You put it on your tongue. It is so sweet. It makes your eyes water. All you can taste is this pure glazed sugar of, like, you think that there's meant to be proper flavor in there, but the sugar just coats your mouth so thoroughly, you cannot identify it. It's much more intense than the sugary fondant from the cakes or the sugary fondant of the letter you ate in the back room. (laughs) And I'm assuming the same thing happens when we eat the blue, pink, white, and purple ones. Yeah. Oh, naturally. That molten sugar that they've been dipped in, that is just all overpowering. Okay, PG, we got we got a lot of stuff going on here. Well, okay, so I'm thinking this probably has to do with the cake toppers. Not the cake top uh the, not the t- cake toppers, the um the display cakes. Oh, yeah, that these colors have to do with the display cakes. I mean, it could. I was Right, the pink and the white and the I I feel like it does. There's also, you know, we also have the windows that have colors also that we we, we need to clean off that window right. because she said that there are colors underneath that also um that's the only other place that because i'm seeing colors here and these edible flowers there's colors on the display cakes let's try to take maybe should we try to take some of the liquid from um the sample platter and put it all over the window ah all right so you take one one of those things again you get a few drops so you take it over the window to see if that works and if anything it seems to make the grime more stuck so you go, oh no, this isn't a cleaning solution. This is, this is, a dirty this is an ingredient. <laughs> Darn. So I, I do feel like this is connected to the display cakes somehow. Although it, we know that the sample, the, the, the liquids also combined to give us colors. But okay, if this is connected to the display cakes, how would that work? So we've got clocks we've got the pink and white wedding cake that says two women and equals mm-hmm. there's the purple and white cake that has a face plus a face is that face plus face i'm not seeing anything there mm. um well let's should we work backwards figure out what do we actually need we need a three number code right yes I can't think of anything that right now that we could, like, do something with. You know, like even if you put stuff on the cakes, mm. there these. This is not a what magical is that room. Get you? you know what I mean? Right. Like unless there, there's no buttons, there's no, there's nothing like that. Mm. So the only thing that we can actually manipulate is this locked code combination right yeah i feel like that's going to be the last step because that's what we came here for is to pick up our cake right so that's probably the last thing that we'll need true i forgot that that's where the cake is that makes sense <laughs> um yeah that is the ultimate goal isn't it so we've the ultimate goal <laughs> we have looked through okay everything. so actually these liquids could do something okay let's play around with that there's just so many and none of them are really labeled there are a lot of them yeah. it's hard to kind of play around with that many combinations yeah you had knowing. your random guess and it produced sad results right <laughs> so. right 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 okay so okay so something's going to give us some combo for that maybe that's what we'll need. And we've also got these cake toppers. You know, right. the faces are like, there's one looking straight ahead. Down, left. Left. Right. 
you know, and it's weird because we have ones that are upside down. So I guess that's, I guess that's, that would be down if the one that's face on is just up. Yeah. Um, right, right. This feels like a cheat code that you would put into like, like a Konami <laughs> cheat code or something. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, like these cake toppers, there are, there are what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven sort of columns of three. With there the are words all these cake toppers written and on the tray. And it says cake toppers at the top with the, with a letter over each of those columns. Um, every third column is completely empty. empty. And the rest, yeah, they all have little faces and they're all looking in different directions. That is true, Adam. There are letters <laughs> over each column. Thanks for pointing that out, Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So maybe we're going to spell something out somehow. Yes. Uh, mm. Okay. Down right right is, or front right right is C. Okay, what could we do with this? There's 11 of them. It's 11 red flowers. <laughs> <laughs> we have to add one to the password. This is harder than licking the frogs. <laughs> This is this is the hard room. You've done all of your eating segments, and so now you, you got to do the real non-licking parts. What the heck? Okay. Uh, what can we do with? Can we well, move I mean, them? Can we move them around? No. Actually, that's... no. They are very much uh, fixed where they are sitting. They've been sort of temporarily stuck in there, including the directions that they are facing. They are very much fixed in those places. Okay, so we've got letters, we've got directions. I wonder if... I mean, like, it wouldn't have anything to do with moving up and down the alphabet. I I don't know what else to do with this. Like, Mm. You said before, like, you said that you, uh, Adam, had gotten a C or something at one point? Well, yeah, the C, I was just looking down the column of C, and it was, like, facing front, facing to the right, facing to the right. But then I looked at the P... And the P's are different. I see. So you were like trying to see if that was a code for the letter C. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not even, I would say it's less involved than that. You were saying with that, with that top left one, the very first one in the top left, you were saying it was facing to the front. Yeah. Yeah. What else is it facing? I guess that's looking down. Oh, I guess it's looking down. Are we just, okay. So are we going to take the C and follow it? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should start from the top left and draw a line. I I would not have known that that was looking down. So that's oh, really? that's down ah. and then uh, okay. okay. We're gonna go right. So down, right, and then down, down and then left, down, right, down, left, and then he goes right. So that spells out like a B or something. I'm just going to, let's connect all of them. So, oh, that's like a five. The A, the, the mm. underneath the A, that guy looks to the left. Oh, so that okay. kind of makes a five. Oh, we're just doing calculated numbers. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So okay. that's a five. So we've got and five. Then, and then if we go to the next one, we've got to the left, right and down, then down, down and then down and then left, left and then up. up, up, zero. Zero, yep. Five, zero. Hey, hey. Look at this. We're getting somewhere. Okay. We are getting somewhere. Down, down. This is going to be a six. 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 And then this guy's looking down, right, up, left. Oh, and then 
Is this an eight? Up, up. Well, it's an eight that doesn't have a bottom, but hmm. let's go with eight. Unless it's just... Oh, no, it's an A. 506A. It's an A. Well, that's I don't think weird. it's a number. And then add one. 506A1, if we add one. Um, 506A. 506A. Mm-hmm. 506A. There's one other thing that you might know that could be relevant for this puzzle. Well, there's the letters cake toppers at t- up top. C-A-5. E-T-0. P-P-6. R-S-A. No. Not the... Mix up the tops of your... Mi- what is it? Mixed up to tops of your peas. Would it be the first two the of the peas? Oh, okay. Okay, so it's a, it's not a six. It's a, it's a D. Soda. Ooh, soda. <laughs> baking soda. Good job, Adam. We have Adam. to bake some soda. <laughs> Gotta bake that soda. We right. have to bake soda. Yep. You. Rush back to that uh, baking station area. You open the cupboard where that baking soda was. You didn't pay it a second thought earlier because, let's face it, it's baking soda. Uh, You give it a more intense look now to see is there some sort of clue written on it. And eh, you see the logo, dietary information, ingredients. How many ingredients can baking soda possibly have? Uh, Anyway, look like a lot of basic ingredients, what it also has on it is a list of recommended recipes on the side. Nothing is too remarkable, except there is one recipe for something that is not food. It says, if you use one part baking soda, five parts vinegar, and half an egg white, you get a really potent glass cleaner. Aha! Mm. Aha! (laughs) (laughs) All right. We would like to make that. All right. So, I mean, who are you to argue with a carton? (laughs) You, uh, You get the vinegar, you use the baking soda... Half an egg white? Okay, sure, why not? Uh, You mix it all together, and the concoction fizzes up, and then it settles, and it's got a little bit of sparkle to it now. We would like to use that. Let's go wash the the windows. Oh, yeah, you splash your cleaner on all of the mucked-up glass on the windows, and just like magic, as the liquid drips down, all of the dirt sloughs off with it. You can see the glass and the colours underneath. And you have an image. For people at home, there is an image, again, linked in the show notes below. Check it out. Look at the glass yourself. Unless you're driving, don't do that. Pull over and look at the glass separately when you have time. Uh, In the meantime, uh, if you guys can see that image, PG, would you like to describe what you see on the glass? Yes. There are a bunch of flags in the glass and also uh, what looks like... The words I love you, but written in various languages. So um, in the top left-hand corner, it says je t'aime. Uh, in the middle, we have it saying te amo. Oh, God. Aloha. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to attempt that. Um, I love you. Thank you, Google. <laughs> and in the bottom, it says aishteru. Um, and so I guess, are we matching? And then we see that there are also the flags that accompany these languages. So I'm... I guess we're going to be matching those up. And and I will note also that the layout 
of this window is an exact match for the layout of the vials mm-hmm. on the sample platter. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to give us our mm-hmm. our pairs um, to mix some colors. So let's, yeah, let's start mixing them. Should we take the top left uh, liquid, which says Jetem, and we want to mix that with the second one in the middle, which is the French flag. All right, you bring over your sample platter so that you can see them correctly. You take a little amount of those two and you mix them together. And ooh, instead of the gross mix that you got earlier, this combination turns a rich amber color and the scent of caramel wafts up into your nostrils. Ah, so these are just artificial flavor creations. Awesome. So we've mixed the French flag. Let's mix the Japanese flag and the Aishiteru. So it's the last two on the right, Mm -hmm. on the bottom. Fantastic. All right, you mix those two and the clear turns pure white and it smells like vanilla. Okay, let's mix um, the UK flag, the top right, and I love you on the bottom left. Nice. This turns pale green and it smells like apple. PG, you want to do the next one? Yeah, let's do Te Amo and this is that the Spanish flag. Uh, all right, you mix up the Spanish ones and this one is a much darker brown than the caramel and it smells like warm chocolate. Mm. Okay, and then let's mix Aloha and the American flag. Yeah, you didn't get tripped up by I love you going with America. No way. One. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, this one... Okay, interesting one to leave for last. So when you mix them, the smell is fine, perfectly normal. It smells like a really tangy orange. The color is not orange. The color is vivid blue. Interesting. Yeah, not quite what you'd have guessed. Okay, now what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, oh, uh, do these uh, flowers smell? See, it's a little tough because they're so glazed. Like that so the no. sugar glazing was covering anything. <laughs> that said, okay, as you start to, as you are licking this, uh, it is so tongue burny that the pedal actually, it falls out of your mouth onto the floor. And, well, part of you, you know, goes, oh man, I don't want that saliva pedal on the floor. So you reach down to pick it up. And as you do, you notice that there is a piece of paper stuck to the bottom of the flower table. Why did we not look what? under the table, Adam? Why did you not oh look God. under the table? PG. <laughs> oh, that was your job when we came in. Remember, you were going to look under the tables? <laughs> we talked about that. I look under all the tables in this room. PG looks, Adam licks. It was the perfect system. Yeah, yeah that was the agreement. <laughs> all right. Now, what you find under here. It's like slightly curled over. It's a piece of receipt paper. It's quite long. It's like multiple receipts were printed off in quick succession without being torn in between. So you take a look. There are seven receipt entries on here. And each one has a name, a flavor, the date ordered, and a price for it. So again, now we're going to get into the huge reading and writing chunk. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh Give yourself some space. Uh Aha, we got seven cakes. Okay. (laughs) All right. 
So the first person, now uh, uh, most people's names don't matter too much. I just alphabetize people's names. So I'm just giving you stuff in alphabetical order here. Um, all right. So first we have Abby who ordered a caramel apple cake on the 4th of the month. And it cost $185.99. Uh, next person was Cat with a C. Doesn't matter that it's with a C. It just wouldn't be alphabetical if not. Cat ordered a vanilla basil cake. For some weird reason. That sounds like something you'd master chef up. Vanilla, no. Vanilla basil, that's a bad cake. She ordered that on the second and it cost $195.99. I don't like these numbers. I feel like it's a math <laughs> puzzle coming up. Next person, uh, Dominic. What do you think of this flavor? Dominic got a lavender basil. Weirdly better. Really? I would be more accepting of a lavender basil cake. That just feels like a herbaceous cake. Huh. <laughs> he ordered on the 6th, and his cost $205.99. <laughs> At the end, there'll be a... There'll be a uh... Note that says, now I took all of these costs of cakes and I plotted them on a number line. I integrated to find the area under that curve and I used that to determine the codes for all of the passwords oh in this God. bakery. You're giving me anxiety Why are you spoiling right the now? ending? <laughs> you, do you know that like we, the name of like my escape room team is not another math puzzle? <laughs> that is a little... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. It's yeah, fine. You're good. Next person is Elspeth. What? Elspeth. Elspeth. That is not a name. E L S B E T H. I'll have you know. How many Elspeths do you know? My great great grandmother died for that name. <laughs> Elspeth. <laughs> so she ordered a chocolate cherry cake. How do you feel about chocolate cherry? Great. Cherry ripe. Perfect. She ordered that on the 7th for $190.99. All right. After Elspeth comes Fred. Uh, Fred ordered coconut cherry for his cake. Cherry ripe. <laughs> On the fifth, and it was so good, it cost $210.99. Gretchen ordered a caramel banana cake. On the eighth for $175.99. And finally, we have Hal. He ordered a chocolate banana cake. On the first, and that cost two hundred dollars ninety nine. Okay, that's all that's of them, a right? Fancy yes. Did you like get these names from like a seventies baby book? Hal <laughs> 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 <Powell> and Fred. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I deeply researched the, the demographics of cake buyers. The first thing I noticed is that we're missing something. We're missing the Bert's one because so there's no B. We have Abby and we have Cat, but there's a B missing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we have the first, the second, but we don't have the third. And we've got an eighth, which was when Bert's cake was ordered. Yeah, so right? somehow Bert's order just got separated from this. And lot. then right, and then we it goes up by five dollars, but we're missing one eighty ninety nine, which was Bert's. Mm -hmm. Lavender licorice cake was one eighty ninety nine. Yeah, nice. so you have all of Bert's information to be an additional 
missing part of that list. And, so you've already found that. And what you right. also realise that now, now that you've seen these receipts, some of the things that you found on that earlier piece of paper from the freezer make a little bit more sense now. Remember that one that we didn't really go into detail about yet? Yes. So yeah, you go back to this. This was this handwritten one that seemed to be sort of vague instructions about, you know, pricing of the cakes and stuff like that. And once again, there are seven little instructions sort of on here, plus a comment at the end. The first one says that the red cake is more expensive than cat's cake. Number two, a man ordered the birthday cake. Number three, the most expensive cake has a math symbol on it. Number four, the code cake is $10 cheaper than the flowers cake. Number five, Hal's cake, while two flavors, is just one color. The equal cake has fruit but no caramel. All right. The Times cake was ordered on the second. And that's the end of the numbered instructions. But there is a little comment at the end that says, isn't it ridiculous that even in this day and age, a man never orders a pink cake? Also, remember, upon order, put special meaning into all cake designs. What? Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, uh, we find ourselves with a good old-fashioned logic puzzle. Oh, man. I'm, and yet... I am really regretting putting all of my notes in a notepad, because now I've got to flip... Oh, me too. <laughs> Mine are on the wrong page. Oh, no! They're all in the wrong... They're not on the same page at all. Adam, we done messed up. <laughs> um, okay. This is a total disaster. I was just thinking the same thing. You're going to hear a lot. I have those on the back and then these on this side. You're going to hear a lot of rustling. Um, Oh, man. This is a disaster. (laughs) On the plus side, this one's actually a funny one because it's not like one of those logic puzzles where there are three different elements that you've all got to combine, Hmm. sort of. Uh, Like there are loads of different elements, but so many of them were already matched up. Mm. So it actually ends up simpler than it sounds. It's just tough to figure out how to best lay it out. Okay, well... Yeah, I just... And I definitely didn't lay it out the right way. So it says... Okay, so can we start with... It says Hal's cake has two flavors but only one color. So can is that safe to assume that Hal's is the red cake? The only ones that you can see that were a single color were Bert's orange cake and the red cake. So yes. Oh, but we know that Bert has the orange cake, so that's... Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so now we know that since red is more expensive than cats, we know that Hal's cake was more expensive than cats. Uh, okay, so but the, the three clocks and the giant lock cake uh, don't have colors. Is that the idea? Uh, they do have colors. They're just not particularly uh, exciting combinations of colors. Okay. So, but when we say they have, it is one color, it's got to no, be though, the, the yeah, red Yeah, it has one. to be the red one. And we, we know That's that... Sure. Um, Cat ordered the cake on the second, and that's the Times cake, which I assume is the one with the clocks. So we know that the clock cake is cats. Yeah. And we also know that how... See, I I haven't even been able to flip (laughs) this over yet. (laughs) Okay. uh, Equal cake has fruit, no caramel. Yep. 
And that's the, the pink and white cake, right? Um, yes. Um, so that must be, so, okay, so look, so there's, I, there's a few, so there's the chocolate cherry, there's coconut cherry, and there's chocolate banana. Okay, so we don't know yet, but I'll label that it could be the pink-white. So the most expensive, okay, we, we don't know, oh, the most expensive one has the math symbol, okay? So the most expensive cake is the uh, Howl's Cake. No, Dominic's. Dominic's is the most expensive. Uh, I think there was one more. I think it was. Oh, oh, Fred's. Yeah. Fred's. Fred's has a math symbol on it. So that could either be the pink and white cake or the purple no, and the, white. No, the, the pink cake. and white, it says equal. It's not the equal sign. There is one other thing. You're trying to find Fred's cake, right? Yeah. And what do you know about that equals cake? equals cake is pink and a man has not or and a man didn't order a pink cake right so okay you're in a very gender conforming <laughs> part of town yeah so f it's a real late 90s town mm. okay so then fred's cake has got to be the face plus face yeah. cake which is purple and mm -hmm. white nice i i did not keep track of which cakes were birthday cakes did you Man ordered birthday. Yes, there's a 21st birthday cake. Okay. So that's the purple and gold. So that could either be Dom or... It's got to be Dom because we've already... That's it. It's Dom. Yes. Dominic ordered the yep. uh, purple and gold. Nice. Okay. Uh... Okay. So that one's done. Okay, the, the code cake is $10 cheaper. Wait, have we done the code cake yet? No. It's $10 cheaper than the flowers mm. cake. The flowers cake. Have we done that one yet? Uh, no, we haven't done that one yet either. Okay, so we'll skip that for now. Well, we only have three people left. Probably Gretchen and Abby. Yeah, we've... Yeah. we've... It's got to be Gretchen and Abby. Okay. So So cheaper. So the... We actually can use that. Gretchen's cake is 175 and Abby's cake is 185 So Gretchen's cake is the cheaper one by $10, which, ma which makes that the code cake. Nice. Nice. Yep, and Abby has the flowers. Okay, so then that leaves um, Elsbeth with the equals. Fantastic. We didn't even need all of these. We didn't even need all the clues. Times cake ordered on the second. We did use that one, Adam. That was like the f second thing we used. Oh, you must have used it, and you just told me what <laughs> the answer was. Answer. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't need well, it. It was the easiest. It was technically the easiest one. <laughs> gotcha. You you had already solved that before I figured out how to flip my paper. <laughs> all right. So now what? <laughs> Yeah, now the hard part is, what was the point of all this? Okay, upon ordering the cake, yeah, upon put special order. meaning into cake designs. Mm. Okay, so so there's something with the code, mm. because that is an important one. Oh, let's put them in order of... Do we do it in order of when they ordered? So the first one is... I think that's a good okay, idea. Okay, so Hal is first. And what cake is that? Hal has the red cake. So red first, and then the clock. Times cake? 
Red Times. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's called the Times yeah, Cake? Yeah, it was called, Who called the, times. It the Times Cake. The that note, note did. The Times. That's wow. the clue that you didn't do. That was the yeah. PG clue. <laughs> We've. Oh. So Bert has the orange cake, which is third. And then the fourth cake is Abby's. The rose violet intertwined. Red times orange. Flowers. Oh, the orange flowers. Okay. We'll just go with it. We'll see how... Okay. Red times orange flowers. Okay. okay. Got it. Oh, because there's... there's the edible uh, flowers. There are no there are no orange flowers. There are no orange. Flowers. Maybe we'll have to. Well, that might be a speed bump, but let's finish this. Let's finish this. Uh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> We're getting distracted. Okay, Fred. Red times orange flowers, and then fifth. Fred is Fred has is the purple white cake, and that was which is face plus face. Red times orange flowers plus. Next is. The purple and gold cake, which is 21st birthday, 21, 7th Elspeth. That's the pink white, which is equals. Okay. So then let's plug in the numbers that we have from the flowers. Wait, don't we have an eighth? Yes. Oh, equals the code. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Hey. Okay. So... Red times orange flowers plus 21 equals code. Okay. But now you have a problem. As you pointed out, what what are the flowers that you've got? Red, blue, white, pink, and purple. Orange flowers. How do you make orange? You combine red and... Yellow, which we don't have. I very cleverly did not put yellow in to avoid that problem. Well, I'll be. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we going to get orange flowers from? I will say. Indeed. I will say, usually most people would would combine red and yellow to get orange. uh, But you have already combined something else to get orange. That's true. Yes, we have orange orange cake. Lavender and licorice. Well, Adam, we also also have those liquids that we combined. Remember we had that one weird one. That was the American flag, and it made a blue color, but it was orange flavored. Blue. That's right. We haven't done anything. With Do you those think maybe yet. we could? What if we put that? Oh, oh, oh! It's the blue flowers. It's the red times the blue flowers. Okay. Because the blue flowers smell like orange. Like orange. Okay. Beneath the sugar, they probably <laughs> taste like sugar. orange. Right. Uh, All right. So. Okay, so there's 11 red flowers, and then there's... There's a lot of rustling going on here. blue. <laughs> so 11 times 8 equals 88, plus 21 equals carry the 9, do I, the thing. Do I, the I totally so pulled out my phone. Integrate, integrate. Integrate, carry the symbol. Okay, uh, it's, I believe, let's... Try the number 109, but we have to add one to password. But it's just a three-number combo. Let's yes. try 109 You unlock. put 109 into the cabinet lock, and even though you're sure you did it right, it doesn't click open. Okay. 
You said it's three numbers, yes. though, right? I mean, can yep. we add a one to that? At the, oh, oh, one ten. You put in one ten, and the lock opens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You swing the cabinet door wide, you reveal your glorious wedding cake to the world, it's perfect. There's figurines of you and Blake standing perched on top, holding hands. In your figure's hand, there's a magnifying glass, because, you know, you like mysteries. And in Blake's other hand, there's a mug of Jim's, Jim Gorton's brand coffee, because, quite frankly, Blake has a bit of an addiction. But, you know, it's perfect. Alright, uh, guess it's time to head off? So, you balance your cake carefully in your arms, walk towards the door and maneuver your hand to the doorknob, and it doesn't budge. Fudge. Okay. Budge. Well, I mean, that's, that's all right. I mean, Haley just stepped outside, she said she was just taking a call, so she can't be far. But you look out the newly cleaned windows and you do not see her anywhere, and the door is very much locked. Why would she do this? This is like the most fireable offense in the working world, locking up your customers. And she knows you're in here. Unless, is it possible she didn't realize that she locked the door? This lock is fancy and electronic, like everything else in here, and you don't think it opens with a normal key. And that's when you spot it. A small printed sign in the bottom corner of the door that you swear wasn't there earlier. It says, due to overheating risk, Oven must be switched off before final employee leaves. Automatic lock will engage when sensors detect oven is on and only one person is in the shop. I mean, I guess in in a nightmare sort of way, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. To the oven? To the oven. Let's turn the oven off. All right. You get to the oven, you stick out your hand, and you go, oh my god. There are so many things on the front of this, I have no idea which is the off button. So you just sort of start messing with things, trying to switch everything as off as possible. It's no use. Maybe because it's a fancy industrial device, or maybe because it's electric and you're a bit more used to gas, or maybe it's just new technology hating you. Nothing you press or pull or twist seems to work, and if anything, you seem to be making the oven hotter. Yikes. Okay. None of the buttons are actually doing anything to this oven. It's an electric oven. Can we can we sabotage the power source somehow? There must be a power source, right? Like you peek into the tiny gap behind it, and there is just a totally normal power cable plugged into a wall socket. Unplug the oven. All right, you edge your arm towards it, and as soon as your finger touches the cable, you have to draw your hand back. This space is so narrow, the heat from the oven is filling it up completely. It is way too hot to touch. We've got a baking station full of stuff. Let's use oven mitts. There were oven mitts. So you put on the oven mitts and you reach back into the gap behind the oven. Fantastic success. You can barely feel yes. the heat now. You tug the plug out of the socket and the breathy sound of the oven's heating element dies. And then immediately returns. Oh, there must be a backup generator attached to it. You look, no. and sure enough, affixed to the wall, you see a small box labeled backup power. Okay, no problem. You'll just open it up and turn that off. No problem at all. Except it has a five-digit password needed to open it. You search the box's exterior for any hints, and you see a very vague sticker on the side of it. 
Last picture. Yes, and for everyone home, you can see this image as well linked below. But, Adam, what is this a picture of? Well, it looks a lot like the combination of liquid things we had before because there's three boxes at the top and then four boxes in the middle and then three boxes underneath that. And there's a dollar sign up top. And then four of these boxes are green. And it is the amber caramel and the green apple boxes. Mm -hmm. Sounds so, good to me. Maybe it's the cake price of... Because the, the cake prices are five digits. So caramel... Apple, caramel apple cake. Let's try 18599. You try 18599 and nothing happens. Even Whoa. though you're sure you did this right. Adam won, Adam. Because, oh, oh, 18600. You stick that in and the box pops open. Inside, yes. there is a single power switch and you just flip that bad boy to off and the sounds of the oven die completely. You heave a sigh of relief. Oh. All right, you should be able to leave now, with just enough time to spare to get your other wedding duties done. You stand up, and you prepare to pick up your cake. When a, a flash of guilt crosses your mind, you hope you didn't ruin someone else's wedding cake by turning off I this oven, right? I was just thinking that. We've right. caused a lot of destruction. Well, now you're guilty place. about ruining cakes, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we certainly... Adam we walks just, out we did with was, his mouth covered in bits of cake in his hands. He looks <laughs> yeah. down, what, what have I, I done? done? <laughs> we've, e we've eaten every cake. We've now turned off their generator and their oven. And we've probably got their... Abby, or what's her name? Uh, uh, Haley. Faces? Haley's it fired now, right. probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you were so conscientious about not opening the oven earlier and it just sort of slipped your mind in the desperation of the last moments. So you I mean, I did think about putting Haley in the freezer. True, so true. I think I all, all said, I think this is better than <laughs> killing Haley, uh, but... Look, so you, you pull open the oven door just a tiny bit to check if the cake in there is okay. And to your surprise, there's actually not a cake in there. In fact, there's nothing. Ooh, nothing baking anyway. You do see one thing. What is that? Using your oven mitts, you take the strange item into your hands. And this is a physical object that I'm giving to Bill right now. It's, it's not much. It's just a triangular piece of plastic. You have no idea what it's from or why someone would put it in an oven. Unless they were trying to melt it or hide it. We and... found one of these last episode as well. Whoa. Ooh, well, it's getting spooky. Quickly, you pocket it. It's still hot, but you ignore that as best you can. You grab your cake and you teeter out of the back room, out the front door, out of the love bakery. You hope you don't have to go back anytime soon. And just when you unlock your car and bend down to set the cake into the passenger seat, a set of footsteps clatters on the path behind you. Hey, you got your cake. Yeah, it's Haley. She looks completely unstressed, even cheerful. She has no idea what a pain she's been. So how was it? And you frown and you say, look, it's fine, I guess. It, it looks good. I guess we won't really know until we've eaten it. And Haley goes, no, 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 no. I meant the getting of the cake. Did you have fun? Was it stressful? 
Did you at any point feel like you were totally going to have a dramatic emotional breakdown and your wedding was ruined and your partner would be inconsolable if you didn't pull yourself together and make things right? Um, you, you have no idea how to respond to that. But Haley is weirdly, eagerly awaiting an answer. As you try to pull something together, that's when you notice her gaze flickers for a split second to the bakery door behind you. You turn, and for the first time, you notice a small security camera perched on the bricks above the door. No! And, you know, something clicks in your head, and you just go, oh my god, this was a trick, you say to Haley. You've been recording me struggling, trying to try to get out of there. What, so you could show your friends and laugh about me later? Great, I'm going to be on YouTube. Haha, ha, I get it. What, do you do this with all your customers? Look, this is too far. I'm going to put in a complaint with you to the owner. Like, a serious complaint. Like, get it together, Haley. God. And she looks a little bit speechless. And you're annoyed, but eh, a little bit satisfied, I suppose. You get in your car and drive off. And Haley's not going to mess with you and get away with it. Nobody does. This is what was recording us in our bedroom. We're... Yes. Oh, no. Escape rooms everywhere.